0: Good morning, everybody. My name is Chris, and today we'll be discussing something which I find very dear to me and something which I feel like we really need to talk about. And here, so we're gonna have a read of some biblical text and also we're gonna be going to discussion. So actually feel free to write down whatever you think, and also to ask me questions after this uh particular maybe sermon if I'm here or or lecture perhaps of what I will be discussing today. So I really wanted to go back really from the start of it all where everything actually began and today you and I we're going to be having a good read at the Bible and also some philosophical terms that we have to understand for us to capture the message that I want to possibly share today. So we're going to be having a read at Genesis 1 verse 1. Now, if you have your Bible, just take out your Bible and read what Genesis 1 verse 1 says. And we're going to go a step further, go Genesis 1 up until 2. So the Bible says in Genesis 1, it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So here we get an introduction saying that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So the word beginning has to do with starts, a start of something. So yeah, we are told that God created the heavens and the earth in their beginning. So this particular beginning that way God is talking about is only for the creation of the heavens and the earth. Are we all in the same order? So it's only for the creation of the heaven and the earth. And in in verse two, it says that the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirits of God moved upon the faces of the water. So, yeah, what is really the Bible telling us? First, the Bible tells us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So. The heavens and the earth was created in the beginning. Not that God was created in the beginning, you understand? So which now directly means that God is being placed out of the context of time. But what is in the context of time is the heavens and the earth because God created the heavens and the earth in their beginning. So and then when you look deeper into verse 2, it once again, it says that the earth was without form, and void. So when they're saying something is without form and void, it basically means that the earth which we know right now, which is of a circular shape, might be that it had no shape because the Bible tells that the earth was without form. You understand? The earth was void. Now, a void means emptiness. It means nothing. That's what void means. So what is the Bible trying to tell us here? The Bible is trying to tell us about the transformation of the earth, that how it was when God was creating it. So we see that before in which we know that the earth that we see it right now is ordered and everything function according to the principles of nature, the earth was never like this, you understand? The earth was never like this. So God is trying to show us that there was an implicable s- sign of destructions upon the earth, you understand? The earth was it, was, how should I there was chaos, it was chaotic because the Bible says that it was, and because the Bible tells us that the Bible says it was without form and void. So everything was just. Happened. everything which is everywhere you understand there was a mess there was a massive chaos in the beginning That's like what the Bible is trying to tell us but now what we are trying to understand here is that the transformation of what was unordered to what was going to be ordered so that's what the Bible is introducing to us here so we have to understand that the earth that we know it now as it is ordered was never ordered before because there was a mass influx of fluid and darkness covered the earth completely. So it was actually impossible for earth in the beginning to sustain life, you understand? Because it was a techless waste. It was just void. It could not sustain life at all. Are we all in the same page? That is why the Bible tells us that the earth was without form it could not sustain life it was just a total chaotic scene you understand so that's what happened in the beginning so that is just the translation of of genesis 1 verse 1 until verse 2 so we now here to summer to summarize this particular verse we get in we get an introduction of the beginning and the beginning of what god created not the beginning of where God actually came from. So that is to put God in the context that He does not He does not live within the set of time. He does not live within the the prescribed definition of time because the beginning has a direct translation to time. You understand? So God created the heavens and the earth in the beginning, taking Him out of the context of time. So that's what we know about the beginning in Genesis one verse two. Now, let us go deeper into this, right? Let us go deeper into this. So let us read John one verse one. So if it's your, if you have a Bible right there next to you, look for John one verse one. And then what does John one verse one say? John one verse, John one verse one says this. So let me just quickly find it. And read read for you what John 1 verse 1 actually says. Now, in the Bible, in the Bible that we read, we have to be very, very, very careful when we're trying to find a translation of something. So John 1 verse 1 says this: In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and God and and, and the word was God. So let me just read it again. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, yeah, if you are a, a scholar, you might get confused, and you might see now that there is a contradiction between what the Bible is telling us in John one, in John one, and Genesis one. So, let us now understand the time frame that these two verses are written. Now, Ch- John. Is the, the Gospel of John is written in the New Testament. That is hundreds of years after Genesis was written, you understand? So the time frame in between is thousands of, it's centuries apart. Now, how do we now get such confusion, such contradiction? Because the Bible tells us that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And now, here John is telling us that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was of God so which beginning was it exactly you understand which beginning was it so let us understand now what is the what 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 john is trying to tell us here in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and god was the word so what has been repeated here constantly is word 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 now So we need to understand that what is word according to the actual translation of the Biblical version of word? What does the word actually mean? So in Greek, the word word actually means Lagos, you understand? It means Lagos. Now, Lagos was used, the word, the term Lagos was used in Olagos, however you're going to pronounce it because I don't really know Greek was used in different terms, but now let's dive deeper into the philosoph- philosophical meaning of the term Lagos, right? If we, if you all are a fan of philosophy, you will understand there was one particular, there was one particular figure in philosophy that spoke greatly about this term Lagos, and then we're gonna understand what actually means by this. So, I'm gonna introduce you to a figure called Herit- Her- 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 Pardon me, Heraclitus. Heraclitus is is a was amongst the great philosophers philosophers of uh, post time. You understand it, uh, early ages, and so I'm going to give you an introduction of who Heraclitus uh, Heraclitus. So I'll give you a brief description of who Heraclitus was. Now Heraclitus was born in Ephesus. Now, Ephesus was an ancient city. You no, know? it was a it was an ancient city that was located in. Uh, Ionian I think I, I think the Union cost yeah, Ionian cost so now that particular place where their city was located is a Great it has a great representation to modern philosophy because it's actually the birthplace of Western philosophy that's where it all started and this particular figure he said a lot about the term Lagos and amongst I mentioned the quote now what he said he said he was asking what is this truth that remains just out of our grasp uh, out of our grasp for Harry Heri- harry it was the divine lagos so he was saying what is this truth what is this truth truth means uh, truth could be related to purity because truth there in truth there was no impurity so he was saying that what is this truth that remains out of our grasp out of our grasp that we cannot sustain it we cannot control it what is this truth and that is that is philosophy because philosophy has a lot to do with asking questions that often has the most difficult time to answer so he he asks what is the truth that we cannot hold grasp up, uh, uh, up, and he said for him it was the divine lagos it was the divine word in english so normally referring to an account of reason or a logical argument you understand Heraclitus, he was trying to represent an undefined principle, you understand? Undefined principle of which all things constitute towards, you understand? He was trying to tell us that this Lagos, this reason, for him Lagos was some sort of reasoning, is an underlying principle that everything accounts towards, you understand? So why, why was he trying to say this about the term Lagos? You see, why was he trying to say this about the time, Lagos? Because we have to understand that he said, listen not to me, but to the Lagos. It is wise to agree that all things are one. So, him is to repre- him, according to him, he's trying to represent a unifying principle and, and an underlying constitution of, of, of all things. You understand that, that all are in places. So, we now know that, according to him, the word Lagos is an underlying principle in which all things are come towards. That's according to the great philosopher of that, of that time. Now, when we go back to John, when we go back to John, what do we get introduced to? We get introduced to the Christian Lagos, you understand? The Christian Lagos, the Christian underlying power of reason, the Christian underlying power of which all things are made towards. Because uh Heraclitus says that everything accounts to that particular Lagos. You understand? So according to John, according to John 1 1, John 1 1 is giving us an introduction to the Christian Lagos, you see. Through him, through, through him that all things are made, you understand? Through him all things are made and are divine. So if you read John 1 verse 3, it says that through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made. You understand? So how do we tie this here? We know that in the beginning God created the world, God created the heavens and the earth. And we now know that in the beginning god was there god is the beginning you understand god represents more than just time you understand and he's saying that god through god god created the heavens and the earth you understand through him god created the heavens and the earth so we have to understand that this lagos that john is talking about is jesus you understand because the bible says that in john 1 1 says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and god was the word you understand and the same was in the beginning and, and the same was in the beginning with god all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made so we now know that Everything that we see right here was made because of God. Everything that we see here was made because of Him. Nothing that we see right here on this heaven was made without God. You understand? Nothing that we see in this heaven was made without God. So we have to understand that clearly. So we are talking about God in the beginning who created the heavens and the earth and through him all that were made is being made we all in the same page so let's just now dive a bit deeper and go to colossians 1 verse 16 so before we go to colossians 1 verse 16 we have to understand that in the beginning god was giving us an introduction of what existed how the earth was without form, how the earth was a massive destruction. So God was trying to show us the transformation of what was unordered to what was to what was going to become ordered, which we'll talk about in some other days. So in the in the in Genesis, God is showing us that the earth was without form. Because just imagine this the Bible says the spirit, the, the, the spirits of God was moving up on the faces of the water. So which to show you that. Water covered the entire plate, the entire earth was full of water, and it was dark. There was a massive destruction, but God's Spirit was moving upon what was unordered. You understand? Just to show you that the transformation of your life requires the Spirit of God. Now, let us go to Colossians 1, verse 16. Colossians 1, verse 16 says, For, for in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth. You understand, as the and Genesis says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And Colossians one verse sixteen says that for in Him. Now who is him Who is He? Here yeah, we're talking about. We're talking about Jesus. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. So the Bible is trying to, trying to, trying to group every single thing. It says the invisible or the invisible things were created through him. You understand whether we see it or we do not see it. Now we need to understand the God that we serve is an extremely powerful God because nothing that exists exists from the both physical and the the non-visible was not created by him, you understand? He created every single thing. So God is the God who is showing us the transformation of what was so unordered to what was going to become ordered. Now the question I'm going to ask you in the next sermon, is your life unordered?